The Bible talks about the world being so bad and we need to escape from it. What does the Bible say are some, are some practical ways to get away from the world? Find out on this episode of Inverse. Coming to you from Silver Spring, Maryland, welcome to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation on life principles, contemporary issues, and thought-provoking perspectives. Now here's your host, Justin Kim, with Inverse. Hey everyone, welcome to Inverse. We're so excited that you decided to join us another week. We're glad you're here. That means we didn't mess up last week and you're watching again. <laughs> We're thumbs up to you guys. Uh, we want to start off with prayer. And when we do this, we don't do it as a formality, but we're really asking that we don't make an idiot of ourselves. We don't say the right things. Amen. And we really want the Lord's blessing. So I'm going to ask Siku, can you start us up with, with, with uh, a good, good prayer? Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Loving Father, we pray that um, your name would be glorified through this experience, um, that we would find practical ways that we can incorporate the things that we learn from Scripture into our lives. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Here's what we're going to start with the verse, Colossians uh, chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians. If you guys have your Bibles, go to Colossians out there and uh, get your Bibles out. We're going to use it on your phones if you can. Um, go to chapter 3, verse 2. Colossians is hard to find. Um, and if you don't know where Colossians is, then go Galatians, Ephesians, pause Colossians. and then look it up and then yeah. play. Okay, Colossians <laughs> chapter 3 verse 2. Set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. Hmm. Mm. Kelly, <laughs> expatulate, ex, 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 Explain these verses. <laughs> I don't know what word you're going for there. <laughs> yeah, so set your mind on things above. So you're setting your thoughts. Um, you're intentionally putting your mind on this place, on things yeah. above, not on things on the earth. Yeah. So it's separating them. So there's yeah. different kinds of thoughts. There's heavenly thoughts. There's earthly thoughts. Uh-huh. Set your mind on these ones, not these ones. Uh-huh. Another yeah. translation says set your affections on things above, uh-huh. not on things of the earth. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay, so we've been talking about for a couple episodes now about how the world is out there and we have, you know, economics and capitalism and Amazon and Costco and, you know, the internet and the buy, 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 and, and I gotta, gotta, gotta get all my stuff and, you know, I gotta eat and become big and, you know, all this stuff. And the world is saying, uh, you know, consume, consume, consume. Mm-hmm. And, and Callie, you, just, you have just explained to us uh, heavenly thoughts and what are some practical ways let's just spend let's just relax a bit and talk about what are some some practical ways that kind of sit pause everything in life mm-hmm. and i'm sure there's people out there who are watching like hmm what are some give me something concrete give me some some step by step to follow Kelly? i think the first thing that comes to my mind when i read verse two is to saturate my mind with scripture okay when i live my life i'm saturated by the world's thoughts right we have advertisements we have people who speak worldly ways we have worldly conversations worldly yeah. music all this worldly worldly things we're like yeah i'm a christian but when we're constantly bombarded by the world's thoughts it's yeah. hard to think heavenly thoughts yeah and so heavenly thoughts come from the bible right yeah. because god wrote it and so when I think about changing that and having that intentionality, I think of just storing up Bible verses in my mind. Yeah. So when those things happen, I start to think maybe in an unbiblical way or unchristlike way, I can have something to set my mind on versus like, okay, don't think about that. I don't know what to think about, but don't think about that. Yeah. But we need to have somewhere to set our minds on. Oh, we can, we can almost become crazy by, by yeah. thinking about thinking. Yeah, yeah and thinking, absolutely. And, and I always wondered, especially when... It started in my teen years thinking, how do you, how do you um, d- think about, wh- what, how do you determine what you think about? 
you know, because thoughts just come into your head and how yeah. do you choose what you think about? And I liked what Israel said, the translation that says set your affections, because how do you choose what you like? Like, I just don't like it, you know, but, <laughs> but what this verse is saying, and I, Kelly pointed out the intentionality of it, that there is something that you can do that actually influences how your mind works, mm -hmm. what your thoughts are constantly ruminating on mm -hmm. how, that affects how, how your feelings work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so I can choose to focus my attention to surround myself with mm -hmm. influences that are going to change my thoughts into a certain train of thinking, into a train of thinking that is heavenward. Yeah, let's go to Philippians chapter 4. I mean, that was... Wait, Justin, um, real quick, before we go to Philippians yeah, 4, because in, in... Well, we'll we, turn there, and you can talk yeah. while we're turning there. <laughs> All right. <Yeah>. So <laughs> I think the, the setup of Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 and verse 2 is set up in verse 1, right? Okay. Mm -hmm. It says, if you then were raised with Christ... Seek those things which are above where Christ is sitting on the right hand of God, and then set your affections on things above, not on things of the earth, or set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth. So what Paul is telling us is that there's a, there's a step, there's a process to setting our affections or setting our minds mm -hmm. to the things above. First of all, there's a new birth experience. If you are then risen with Christ, if you have died and you've risen again in Christ, mm -hmm. And then so it's, there's a death component yeah. and a resurrection component. Right. Okay. Yeah. So after you've done that, in other words, if you want to set your affections or if you want to set your mind on heavenly things, mm -hmm. something must happen before. And that is there needs to be a death and a rebirth experience. In other words, you know, the Bible calls this conversion, right? Mm -hmm. But it means that, and, and this is the point, is that you cannot make yourself good, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. It's We in and of ourselves do not have the power to set our things or set our minds to things that are spiritual, right? Yeah. Spiritual things are spiritually discerned, et cetera. I mean, you have the story so of... we have to disabuse our, uh, the idea that we got to try harder. Right. We just got to put more effort into it. It's and this not going to help. Church yeah. is just more more exercising and right. habits. And mm -hmm. No, this yeah. is a supernatural experience right. that we're just... It's required. The, the help of God is required, right? We need to be risen with Christ. Mm -hmm. And then after that is taking place, after that has taken place, then it says we are to do something else, and that is to seek. Mm -hmm. Seek those things which are above. So the first thing is, we die, we're risen again, mm -hmm. and then we begin to actively seek those things which are above. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, we can't, we can't, the Christian experience is not about uh, not doing stuff, mm -hmm. right? Oh, I, I, I shouldn't do this, I shouldn't do that. But it's instead of seeking to do something. It's a proactive what, yeah, thing. Yeah, it's a proactive yeah. thing. Yes. I need to seek those things which are above. This reminds me, I know you can't tell by looking at me, but I used to run at one, once upon a time. I used to run. Really? Yeah. I, used to be I could have ran for the Olympics. I, you know, I wouldn't have ever, yeah. ever. Yeah, if Mexico I, had. having to win. Yeah, <laughs> if Mexico had an Olympic marathoning team, I probably would be on it. But, um, you know. They I, do. Yeah. Oh, they do too. That's right. Anyways. No, uh, so, you know, um, as, as I, I hated running, but I did it just because I had to. And so I would, I would run. Yeah. And I used to always break down at, this is, I mean, super funny because I, I'm, I'm really not a runner. I was just kidding. All right. Because <laughs> at, at two and a half miles, I would always quit. Right. I'm like, I can't take this anymore. I'm going to die. I'm like. Someone's out there. They're yeah. thinking mile yeah. 75, yeah. mile right. yeah. <laughs> two, so, and two and a half. A mile, two and a half. And I'm like, man, I'm going to die. This is not good for me. This is not healthy. Um, you know, I'm going to kill myself. My knees are going to give out. This can't be good for my calves. And, and I, I would always quit. Right. Yeah. Uh -huh. Because I was setting my mind on my present condition, right? Mm -hmm. And 
finally I said, I, I got I to do something about this. And so I began to seek things. I began to seek support, seek help. I read this book that was, it's called Born to Run, and it's talking about this, like, hidden tribe from Mexico. And I was like, dude, I'm, I'm Mexican, and, and, like, these guys are Mexican. So it's like, it's in my blood, right? So I'm born to run. And so I started seeking these things out, and it changed my mind, right? Mm. And, and as I began to seek things happened in my mind. I began to think differently. Mm -hmm. And once I started thinking differently, I broke that two and a half mile thing. And believe it or not, I even ran up to a half marathon, which for me was an incredible feat. Mm -hmm. And so you have this idea of first, you got to be born again. Then you got to seek something that is, that is not in yourself, right? But seek something where like outside, outside right mm -hmm. here, it's talking about God sitting on the right yeah. hand of God. And then once you do that, once you're seeking something else, then what happens is that you begin to set your mind on things above, or you, you know, you set your mm -hmm. affections on things above, and it begins to transform you at that cognitive level, at, at the level of your and mind. And there's, there's anatomy that's, that's forming here. One, we need a death experience, we need a rebirth experience, and then you talk about Callie, the intentionality, yeah. that there's a certain calibration of our attention, and mm -hmm. then to set things on on, on heavenly things, heavenly yeah. things. Okay, there's, there is an order, a sequence, and a, and a structure. This doesn't happen by chance, and doesn't right. happen right. by just, just some kind of magic. Yeah. Let's go to Philippians chapter four, verse eight. I just, I want to bring this, um, this, this passage. We'll get to Callie because no she's just fine. stifled here. Yeah. Verse, verse eight. Finally, brethren, and many, uh, many, many Christians might be familiar, familiar with this. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. And I love things, that. Things. It's not just think on them. There's a certain, you know, you think and then you dwell and you meditate on these things. Mm -hmm. And I love the next verse, verse 9, the things which you have learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do, and the God of peace will be with you. So there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot about thought life going on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. that, that helps us in a larger picture and stewardship and a larger picture of salvation and spirituality. It's about intentionality of thought. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Kelly. I was going to say about the Bible memorization. I know sometimes when I first started memorizing the Bible, mm -hmm. I thought that, okay, I put these words in my brain and then I'm like superwoman. I can do anything. But it's it's not the words. It's the Holy Spirit using those words in mm -hmm. our lives. Mm -hmm. And so um, I know someone who I think he's memorized, I mean, I think a solid 85% of the Bible. Um, <laughs> but someone asked him, you know, how do you do it? And he said, well, I have experience with each verse. Mm -hmm. And so sometimes when we just like store random words, I've done that before. Like, well, this sounds like a cool verse. I'll put, I don't really know what it means. We'll just put it in my brain and see what happens. Mm -hmm. But we have to experience Jesus in the Word of God because mm -hmm. that's what transforms us. Mm -hmm. It's not just these words equal superwoman. Mm -hmm. It's that we need the Holy Spirit to use the Word of God to be able to saturate our minds mm -hmm. and to change us. Mm -hmm. My wife and I, we, she lived in Korea and I lived in America and we would send love letters to each other. Aww. Handwritten that's and so romantic. romantic. And uh, we would do this. <laughs> and I thought about, and just, just to kind of put in a, 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 an illustration to mm -hmm. Because I'm really into Bible memorization, but there was a point where for me, I was just memorizing for the sake of memorizing. Right. And I was almost mystical, you know, like, yeah. if I memorize this, this is the sacred writ, and it'll, <laughs> it'll just, just me just knowing it will, will transform me. And yeah. I thought about, what if I memorized my wife's love letter and then just distanced away from my wife, and it was just a letter for the sake of the letter? Mm. There's yeah. no power to it. Mm. There's no, there's no mm -hmm. transformative power to yeah, it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but, now, but putting the, the relationship and experience to it, then there's all this 
right. emotion. Because when you you come when you have that experience with Jesus, saying Jesus in the, in the Word, you said this, mm. so I need this from you mm. because you said you'll promise me wisdom, you promise me peace, mm-hmm. and this is what it says. Mm-hmm. So that that how that's how it like engages more in the relationship, mm-hmm. as you're saying. Yeah, and and I think that's I mean that's precisely why the Bible has transformative power, is not because like you're saying not not because of something mystical, but because it is God's word to mm-hmm. us and God is a being like he yeah. he's a living existing being not someone who died long ago or will live in the future he currently exists and what he says in his word he's speaking to me right now mm-hmm. and that's what gives it power is 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 the God who is behind the word itself mm-hmm. so we talked about the the Bible having some kind of protective component a transform element when it's rooted in a relationship with God mm-hmm. what are yeah. some other practical things so so what we're hearing from Callie is okay everyone's got to sit down and we're going to memorize the book of Job and uh, totally not first, what I said, first Chronicles. Not what and, I said at all. No, okay. <laughs> no well, it's, it's, the, it's, the, it's <laughs> the power of Scripture uh, combined with, with the, the affection. Okay. Yeah, the affection. I mean, you need, you need both. You okay. need, someone needs to desire the Word of God in order for yeah. the Word of okay. God to happen. It's even more practical. Where can and we and start? Where can and we I mean, if we're, we're saying relationship-wise, yeah. right? So this is God speaking to me. Yeah. And in any relationship that is got some good mechanics going, one speaks to the other and the other speaks back. It's a dialogue between the two. A dialogue, yeah, right? And yeah. so we have a way that we can communicate with God is prayer. Okay. You know, so God does speak to us through his word, but we have something to say to him concerning our actual lives. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So okay. the prayer allows us to speak to him as well, just like he speaks to us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, we're having a dialogue right here. Hopefully you've been enjoying it thus far. We're getting to the practical dynamics. And so far, memorization, and Siku's talked about prayer. Come back after the break, and we'll look at what are the practical elements of prayer and other components of surviving in this world on Inverse. Has Inverse been a blessing to you? Do you have questions, comments, or feedback you'd like to leave us? Find us on social media by searching Inverse Bible on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or YouTube. While there, join us, like us, heart us, thumbs up us. Our handle again is Inverse Bible, no spaces. Now, back to the discussion. Hey, welcome back. We've been talking a little bit about prayer. Siku, give, give us a context of, what, give me some practicals. Um, so someone's out there and like, okay, Callie, so i got to memorize. All right, we're going to memorize. <laughs> I know you did. Anyways. Well, let's look at prayer. Um, I think prayer, I, I think, you know, when you think about prayer, it, it can get formulaic, right? So... Yeah. Uh, before I eat, I have to pray, dear God, bless my food. And then before I sleep, God, keep me when I'm sleeping. But the purpose of prayer is to, is to communicate with a living, heavenly being who is all-powerful. So, and, and he wants to hear from us. So if I, if I have something sad that happened in my day, I can speak openly and honestly mm-hmm. about what happened in my day. I'm going through a tough time. I'm going through a happy time. Mm-hmm. I had an experience once... Um, <laughs> When, when I, I was trying to get some documents to be able to stay legally in this country. And, um, and it took a long time. And, and I remember the day that finally I got my papers. And I was so excited. I mean, just because I was legal, you know? <laughs> And I remember you were I, was, I, was, I was illegal. Illegal. Girls making up our own terminology. <laughs> but I, I, I was super excited about it, and I remember thinking to myself, "Who can I tell?" Mm. I literally was thinking, you know, when you're really, really happy and you have to tell somebody. And mm. and I, I went on my blog and I started blogging about it. And as I was blogging about it, I had this realization that as happy as I was, I. Ne- 
this entire time I was talking to God about it. Oh God, you know, please give me papers and you know work things out for me. And I'm like, it's finally happened, and I didn't talk to him about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and. And, and that's why I think prayer is is communicating mm-hmm. with a yeah. being, whether it's joy or sadness. And sometimes yeah. it's easy to come with the sadness, but I can say, God, yeah. kneel down and say, yeah. Lord, hallelujah. You know, I got my papers. Now I can leave the yeah. country. Yeah. We're glad you're legal now. I mean, I was legal. Praise God. You yeah. can leave okay. and come back. I can <laughs> come back. You could always leave. Yeah. <laughs> One thing that's been transformative for me in prayer has been, and, and I think it's just balance. Uh, what you're saying, and maybe even to disagree slightly, and just not really, but just for attention's sake. Nuance. Um, yeah, nuance of it is that sometimes I would pray to God, and He's my friend, and, and I tell Him about everything that's happening through my day, but it also would bring kind of prayer to be like too too earthly, if that, if that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. I know God is very concerned with the daily affairs of my life, but I would say, Lord, I got to do laundry, and Lord, I got to go to, you know, the supermarket and buy some beans today. I got to get kidney beans. I mean, and then just... <laughs> And I know I enjoy that. I know the Lord enjoys that. But there is a certain kind of um, earthliness to the prayer. I and, I, I, and I think that's okay. Recognize, recognizing who it is you're talking to. Yeah. I, I think, I think that's, that's, that's really important because, you know, when you, and, and this has to do with the breakdown of, of families, you know, if you have a father in a, in a family who is, you know, he's the father and he's strong and he's respected in the home, mm-hmm. and yet he's loving and compassionate, etc. And you have this picture of, of, of someone in the family that you, you respect, mm-hmm. and yet at the same time you feel close to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. affectionate. If, you know, you have affection for. Mm-hmm. And I think God has both. You know, you, you have in an elevated sense of that, yeah. but he, you, you respect him because he's the king of the universe. Yeah. And yet, at the same time, he's a father who comes close to you, yeah. you know, yeah. and to have hold those, uh, it's not even a tension because in our human relationships, we can have that experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think, you know. What transformed my prayer life was um, someone's asked me for the, for the exercise of prayer, take away, take out your prayer requests. So I took that out. And it's a take out even your thanks. Now, those two things are crucial components to prayer. But yeah. just for a season, take those two things out. Because often what do we do? We say, thank you for this beautiful day. It's probably the most ugliest day outside. We're like, yeah. thank you this beautiful day. <laughs> Lord, bless me on my task. Bless me on today. Bless me through traffic. Bless me through, I need to get $500 for my, my rent, whatever, whatever. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Yeah. You know. So then when I took those two components out, I was shocked because I really had nothing, nothing to, to say. say. And there's this whole component about praise and adoration. I think in today's day, we kind of put that into praise and worship music. Mm-hmm. But what, we, what in prayer, like, Lord, and it was kind of even awkward for me, you know, like, Lord, you are good. You are, and it's almost like a, a habit that had to be developed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And eventually I was like saying, Lord, I mean, you are the kingdom. You, are the, you, you created the kingdom. You are king of all kings. You're Lord of all lords. I mean, you, and I was just thinking about how much more can I praise God? Like you made the stars. I mean, you made, you made this earth, Lord. This earth, <laughs> this earth is a big earth, Lord. You made this and you made everything. And, and it was just got me very excited. And from that framework, mm-hmm. my requests were like, of course, Lord, you know these things. And then, yeah. Yeah. and then me to say thanks for this beautiful day, it seems so, even though I still was, and I should still say it, it just yeah. gave it a more of a, more of yeah. a awe to it. Yeah. Well, that's why the foundation of what we've been looking at in Colossians and Philippians mm. is our mind is, you know, stewardship, Christianity, who we are, mm. our relationship with God. Ultimately, it all begins in the mind. Mm. 
And what needs to happen with our mind is we need to transform the way we think, transform the way we are. We need to be transformed. Yeah, we need to be transformed by, first of all, setting our affections on things above, mm -hmm. and secondly, by you know, meditating on the things that are mm -hmm. heavenly, which is mm -hmm. what Philippians 4, 8 is saying, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. by, 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 by storing the word of God in our minds, by meditating on it, by memorizing it, mm -hmm. by allowing it to change us, it ultimately changes our communication with God, right? God, yeah. And mm -hmm. it's like, there's, I, 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 uh, I crack up at my wife every time because whenever her sister comes to visit, mm -hmm. I see a marked change in the way my wife speaks, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> because she's she's engaging with her sister mm -hmm. and so you get them together and they're very very much alike mm -hmm. and so it's the same way with our relationship with God the more we spend time with God the more mm -hmm. we become like him mm -hmm. and the more we speak his language where mm -hmm. we can finish his thought he can finish our thought that's where I think prayer needs to get to mm -hmm. right and I, and I think that that's the, the the relational side of it you know the Bible God gives us the Bible you know the Bible comes down to us mm -hmm. um, and in prayer, when we, when we pray, we have the opportunity actually to enter heaven's throne room, mm -hmm. like right. through our prayers, right? Yeah. Um, to commune with God. The, the story I heard was a, a woman went to a pastor and she's like, Pastor, you know, when I pray, I feel like my prayers are hitting the ceiling. Mm. And the pastor says, well, then you're not praying or something, you know, because when you pray, your prayers can't hit the ceiling because when you're praying, you're actually in heaven's throne room. Mm. So there's no ceiling for your prayers to hit. Your prayers are not going up. You're the one who's entering into the presence of God. Mm -hmm. And I think when you're talking about adoration and talking about who God is, it gives us an awareness, a mental awareness of who mm. we're talking to. Yeah. It changes your posture. It changes what you're going to ask Him about. It but does. now you recognize that you are in the presence of omnipotence, you know, yeah. and yeah. it becomes a relationship, not just parroting yeah. some other vending machine. Other yeah. Yeah. That's true. Kelly? Um, so I'm kind of switching back a little bit to what we were talking about of, you know, I think of escaping the world's ways. My tendency is just to escape. Meaning I'm not going anywhere else. I just want to run away. Mm. Um, so as a high school English teacher, right, I love my students to death. I love all of them very, very much. Which academy? Uh, Richmond Academy yeah, okay. in Richmond, Shame Virginia. Was <laughs> I okay. love them all very yeah. much. Um, but sometimes... Yeah, sure. no, <laughs> all of them, all of them. Um, but sometimes they stress me out, mostly yeah. because I just don't know how to teach all of them at the same time. And so my tendency, though, is to leave that stressful situation and like, okay, I'm, I'm going to escape the world's ways, right? I'm not going to do bad things, but I'm just going to make myself really busy by talking to people and just watching screens and just, I just can't, I'm not going to go do terrible things, but I'm just trying to escape my current suffering. Mm. But instead of doing that, I need to set my mind on things above. Mm, yeah. I need to go to to Jesus. Mm -hmm. And I need to say, Jesus, this is my day. And not be like, Jesus, thanks for this day. Bless this food. I have nothing else to talk to you about. Mm -hmm. Okay. Jesus name. Amen. Mm -hmm. But it's like, Jesus, today was hard. I have no idea yeah. how to teach so-and-so how to read. Yeah. I have no idea how to teach so-and-so <laughs> how to write. Yeah. Like, I don't know how to do this. I mean, Kelly, you're bringing up a good point, man. There's a <laughs> lot of people out there who just, they, they do believe in God and they have a spiritual yeah. relationship, but they just rather, uh, Netflix and chill. It's for so much easier. It's so it's for, easier for another year, and then yeah. they just feel like then I have enough strength to get back into yeah. the world. And the thing is, but after that, you know, I'm sure anyone watching this can agree is that after that high comes down, after that last Netflix episode shows, it's so sad. You feel worse. You're back to the real and, world. You feel worse. And it happens not just with Netflix. I mean, you could watch Inverse, like reruns of Inverse. And, <laughs> That's true. We can't see people. But keep watching anyway. <laughs> keep watching Ben's anyway. Ben's watched the show. Forgive She won't be on yeah. next season. <laughs> Hey, but I, something that is important that, that, that really impacted me from what Kelly was saying is our tendency as Christians, whether young and old, is that we, we, we address God in moments in time. Mm 
Yeah. You know, it's we have we have God is a place. Heaven is a place that we come to whenever we need something or whenever we want to give something. So, hey, it's time to say thank you to God. So let's go over there and say thank you to him. Yeah. Or it's, I need something. Let's go over and visit God. Whereas the our text in Colossians and and the Philippians text is saying, first of all, set your affections there. Mm-hmm. In other words, place them there so that so that they don't move again. Mm-hmm. Leave them there. And and don't just heaven is not a place that Lock we in. yeah heaven yeah. is not a place where we come and leave come and leave uh, the word of God and our communication with with God is not something that we momentarily come to for a while and then come back to our place and then keep on coming that's not what Christianity is meant to be that's not what stewardship is meant to be we're supposed to take our affections and leave them there that's where our heart is right now we're all here. But our affections are not here. Our affections are at home, right? Mm-hmm. Our affections are with the things, the people that we love, even though we love each other, right? But that's what we that's what we're supposed to do, right? We're supposed to set our affections on heavenly things where God himself is seated at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. And, and by doing that, by locking those things there, by leaving our affections there, then we begin to experience what real religion and stewardship is all about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I mean, this, that it's naturally apparent to us in human relationships. You don't just come to, you can come to <laughs> someone when you want something or right. just when you want to say thanks, but That's it's obvious. not going to foster. But they're going to know that yeah, you're like, using what it. Do you want? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. They feel yeah. used. Yeah. I remember yeah. I, had a, I had a friend of mine who we went out to eat and every time we'd go out to eat, would always buy, mm. you know, and I, I remember thinking one particular time I said to myself, I said, self, that wasn't you. That wasn't you either. <laughs> no, you would always. <laughs> I, I, I said to myself, I said, self, next, this next time we're going out, I'm going to buy. Mm. And I made that commitment in my mind. And this time we went out. And before I had the opportunity to buy, the, the check comes. And my friend says, I'm going to buy. I always buy anyways. And I know that's why you go out to eat with me, because I always buy. And that's I was... A wonderful friend. And, I mean, it broke my heart, though, yeah, because sure. it had come to the place, it took me too long to make that commitment. Yeah. It had come to the place where my friend felt used, you know, that you, we only hang out when you want me to buy food, you know? Yeah. And in human relationships, I'm saying it's apparent, it's easy for us to recognize that. God, God is a being. He's got feelings, too, sure you does. know? And he says... Sometimes he feels like we're using him, and it's like, don't use me, you know, like, quit playing games. Yeah, in this episode, we've been looking at literally practical ways on how to develop our relationship with Jesus, and very simple things, very practical things about reading your Bible, memorizing the Bible, listening from God, and also speaking to Him. And it's not just these exercises will produce some kind of magical formula, but it is about developing a relationship. And after that relationship, we can actually get into real principles of stewardship, of of giving and sharing, and then really living life the way that God wants us to. Hopefully you've been convicted. I know I have. I got some things I need to iron out and recalibrate and uh, start doing. Hopefully that's your, your same experience. I know that's the experience of all of us here. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to Inverse, a Bible-based conversation with Callie Williams, Israel Ramos, Jared Thomas, Sebastian Braxton, Siku Dako, and your host, Justin Kim. Inverse is brought to you by the Hope Channel, television that changes lives. For this and more inspiring episodes, visit inverse.hopetv.org. Find us on social media, hashtag Inverse Bible. Until next time, this is Inverse.